everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the RAP Tour Podcast. I am your tour guide, Tim. Welcome back. It feels like it's been forever. This is our HHN 30 recap and final rankings episode. So welcome back. Um, and I can't do this by myself. So let me introduce who is with me today. So Ash, how are you? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing fantastic, Tim. Yeah, like I was saying, uh, I had to dust down my microphone, couldn't find it. I'm happy to be recording again. It feels like it's been too long, you know? All right. I'm really sorry, everybody. We're laughing because this is probably like the fourth time we've tried this episode, just having problems today. Hopefully this, uh, this will work out. Um, so then we have Luke. Luke, how are you? Oh my gosh. What's up? It's been forever since we've talked and introduced everyone too. <laughs> Wise guy. And then making his return to the show, our beloved co-host and and tour guide gary what's up buddy hello thank you for for having me back it's good to be back well you're back for good now correct yes the borders have now opened so i don't have to hide away from horror nights anymore excellent Ooh. outstanding well welcome back sir we missed you thank you it's good to be back and then we also have a special guest today joining us for our uh recap is brian from inside universal brian what's up dude hey y'all how's it been Good man. How's it going? Welcome wow, back. it's eight o'clock in the morning and I only had one cup of coffee. So we're gonna try <laughs> to make this work. <laughs> All right. I was gonna say you better get some more coffee in you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah no, it, so feels, it feels good to be talking about Horror Nights, especially because the last time I did any podcast was with you guys. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna so, say. So, so, yeah, what's this now? Third third time you've been on here, I think, total, is it? I, I think Second? so, yeah. yeah. Second or third, nice. definitely. Yeah. Nice. Well, you probably have been busy with like getting Christmas stuff out there lately, I'm assuming. Oh yeah. Uh, actually Friday too at SeaWorld, but yesterday was a long day and I'm probably going to get going as soon as this is done to go back for Grinchmas. Ah, very nice. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. All right, so we don't really have a uh, outline for this uh, show, so we're just going to kind of go off the cuff, if you will. So I think I just want to go around. Obviously, Gary, you know, chime in when you'd like to. I know you weren't there this year, um, yeah. but if there's things you've seen or have questions or anything like that, yes, please jump in. But just let's go around. I'll start with Ash. Just give me overall thoughts of the event this year. Um, it was it was a fun it was a fun year. I loved obviously just hanging out with friends, just meeting new people as well. Um, in terms of the actual event, um, in I'm I'm just going to go back. The last five years, I think it was one of the holistically one of the weaker years of the last five years uh, for me personally. I felt there was no real kind of cohesiveness in terms of scare zones, houses. Um, but I mean, it's it's horror nights, you know. I love it anyway. Uh, I had a, such a good time uh, this season, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But in terms of just just the last five years, I think it was more on the on the weaker end, if you will. Okay, so in the last five years, then where what would have been your top year then? Just just to compare. Oh, tw- twenty eight. I think even in all my years ago, and I think twenty eight is one of the strongest years period that they've that they've ever done that I've been going to. Um, I'm thinking the weakest year is probably twenty seven. Um, I think this year probably just trumps twenty seven for me personally. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of basing it to. Just the last five years, it's more like recency for more most people. That's what I'm basing it on. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Luke. Let's uh, let's hear your thoughts on this year. 
I'm <clears throat> I'm kind of on the same train as um Ash. It's definitely it was still a ton of fun, but it really did feel like one of their weaker years. Like you said, everything was just kind of all disorganized slightly, if you if you know what I mean. But it was still a ton of fun. I loved every single walkthrough, and it was the first comeback year after all that COVID quarantine sure. and whatnot. So obviously, you can't go wrong. It was great to see some repeat houses, great to see new houses, all the scare zones. <clears throat> a ton of fun. But yeah, definitely a weaker year. I would agree with Ash, like right above 27 for the all past right, five right. years. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brian, how about you? What did you think about this year? You're all wrong, and I loved it. No. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to echo everybody. I think it was fine. I, I think this year had the tall task, as, as, as Luke was saying, of coming right on the heels of COVID stuff. So expectations were always never going to be met. It had a, a lot to shoulder. And, and I, I think in some cases it did. Um, and in other cases it didn't, specifically the scare zones. Um, I, I think part of the problem too is we really don't know. I mean, other than you know, we, maybe we'll get into it later in the podcast. Um, the vinyl, you know, obviously that impacted the house for some, but we don't know exactly how much was adjusted for the scare zone, right? Because we don't That's know true. if the stages That's were true. always the plan or not. True. Very but, true. Um, as far as where I rank it in the past five years, I'd probably put it at the bottom. Fair enough. I, I definitely enough. put 28 first, and then 25, and then interchange 27, 26, 29, or 32. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the same line of all you guys. I think this was... Uh, I, okay, so for what it's worth and what had happened over the past you know, year and a half, um, this was a fun time. Got to see all our friends. Got to meet new friends. Um, so that was pretty awesome. So we love going to the event. Doesn't matter if it's a terrible year or not. So don't think that we're just, you know, dissing this year because we're not, because there is definitely some super, super good highlights that we're going to talk about. But I agree, this was probably the weakest of the the five years that I've been going as well. Um, and Brian kind of mentioned it with scare zones. Uh, I thought all the scare zones were very weak this year. I really can't. I mean, I have a couple favorites, but honestly and and we'll get into it it was very weak in the in the zones this year houses overall not terrible and then again um brian mentioned it too you know the vinyl you know how much did that play into uh, an effect on going through the houses this year so um yeah weakest of the years but doesn't mean i didn't have a good time or enjoyed the houses and hanging out and all that kind of good stuff you know what i'm saying agreed so I know what you're saying, Gary. I know you didn't go, but do you have any any thoughts or anything? Um, so obviously everyone knows I I didn't get to go, so I wouldn't really be fair me making a pretty big statement. However, from what you know, like I've saw on videos and pictures, and you know, FaceTime with you guys and stuff like that. After the event started and it had been going for a couple of weeks, I sort of didn't mind missing it because of how sort of weak the scare zones looked um i think the only one that i was like terribly sad that i missed was the um the gorod gorod forest um i think that one 
was something that I would have liked to see the te- the Terra Queen. Um, as for houses, um, you know, I was excited to see the likes of Hill House and stuff, um, which you know I've heard is was a good house. Um, but it did make it easier seeing that it wasn't as strong as previous years because obviously I felt like I'd missed out a ton. Um, but just obviously watching videos and stuff. I wasn't overly excited for the zones. I mean, the Eddie zone looked really cool, and especially, you know, Jack walking around the parks and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's just because I've come to terms with I would have never got to see Horror Nights 30. I'm not too sure. That's just my thought anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, there's definitely, there's, there, like, and I feel like we're trashing this, but, you know, we're really not because there are definitely some, some really good highlights. Um, I just want to talk briefly. How about, like, the food and drink options this year? Ooh, I feel yeah. like I feel like that game definitely got upped, um, and I don't know, Brian. I'm sure you guys, you know, all of you. Did you guys get to try some of the different drinks and different foods? Yeah, at the at the, the media event. Yeah, um, it, it's definitely gotten more adventurous instead of just over the top sure. like carnival food. You know, now we're talking about um, you know, pumpkin guts and and vegan options and gluten free yeah. options and 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 believe it or not, my favorite out of them all was that the pumpkin guts. Yeah, and nice. uh, feel the scream, Yoda. Forgive me for, but see, yeah, I no, they're, like... they're definitely definitely increasing it, and and it, it's a good thing to see. And now with the holidays coming up too, you can see that it's just rolling over. That's what I like. I like that they're like it's almost like you know a Disney take on it, like yeah. you know trying to up their food games with the food trucks and you know different food options here and there, and uh, even with you know I haven't been there yet, and I I know Brian, you have. They set up like you know, uh, is it like a Christmas village outside of on City Walk, or at least a booth or something? Yeah, it's a little tiny. Drink? It's a little tiny Christmas village, but it's not as. Um, it's mostly sweets and the and the eggnog stuff. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> me and Ash had a uh, a wonderful evening trying drinks and food that <laughs> that the videos will never come to see the light of day because it was just so bad. I've got the uh, I've got the aftermath videos of the uh, yeah the drinks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, me me and Ash might have had a uh, a lot to drink that night. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun um, night. But I gotta say, I I I feel like I lived at the um uh the grilled cheese house place hut thing. The grilled Ooh. cheese with brisket and the jalapeno Ooh. popper grilled cheese. Yeah, were so. Were delicious granted you know obviously you're paying whatever it was it was i think it was like 11 bucks for a grilled cheese you know and it's not like the biggest sandwich uh, but it was still tasty i thought it was delicious you know and then it had the, all the regulars pizza fries tater uh twisted taters that kind of stuff and then all the different you know novelty <laughs> drinks i know me and ash got to taste some of the novelty drinks brian you did luke did you get any uh any of the drinks in yeah i had to i tried the, um the poison tea party that was a as yeah, we did. yeah, we got yeah, the ghoul juice too, right? The ghoul juice one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the ghoul juice. Yeah, that's the only one I got to try this year. What you? I mean, what'd you think? Eh, it was good, but it did not sit in my stomach very well. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't Fair get enough. sick or anything, but it was just you know it, my upset tummy. I, <laughs> I thought both. Were, I thought both were pretty tasty. I think one was better than the other. Yeah, uh, and uh, me and Ash both agreed, right? We, we yeah. like the ghoul juice. Mm-hmm. That's what I've I mean. Heard, it, was super, yeah. it was super sweet, but it was very tasty. Not that the 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 what is it? The poison tea party is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. I thought. I mean, I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's still like just like a nice sour mix cocktail. 
Yeah, you exactly. Can't really go I, unfortunately, I didn't really try any of the, like the pumpkin beers. Any of you guys? Nope. No, no, nope. Yeah, nope. I usually we usually just sat and <laughs> drank Oktoberfest yep. and Simpsons. <laughs> Unless you so, got one and you don't remember, we missed out on that. <laughs> the only thing I like that I I regret not getting and I kept missing out because uh, there was a couple times where they were sold out of it already was the uh, Leatherface Cherry Pie. Okay. Yeah, I never ended up getting it either. Yeah, I me, wanted to, but it was just. Yeah, so it was hit and miss for that. And I, I heard it was good, though. I heard it was really good. That's why I wanted to try it. What else did we try, Ash? We were so. I mean, we were pretty dry. Oh, we what did we get? Fried fried Oreos. Um, we tried the yeah, wings. I was about to say, yeah. did you guys get the fried PB&J? Oh, no, that I didn't no. get. But we Ooh. did get the awful uh, donut slider. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, the burger. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one was a mess. I think it was oh, tiny. It was really bad. Like me and me and Ash were like just going through all kinds of foods and trying and and filming it, and we're just laughing and choking. And, <laughs> but um, yeah, the burger, the wings were pretty good. the 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 burger was just not good. I think it had to do with the icing they used because I've had a donut burger before and, and loved it. Right, but with this, I mean, I think it could the- have been. They, I think it was a bourbon icing. I think that was the, the difference maker. Because I remember uh, I was eating with, with a couple people and as we took a bite, uh, like, this is great, right? No, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. That makes sense then. All right, cool. All right. Uh, any any last thoughts on food and drink? And then we'll just kind of move on. I, I would all right, die then. for that PB&J. Oh, they should have brought back those pumpkin spice mini donuts. Oh, you, dude, you've been talking about this all the time. <laughs> I still dream about those. I Do I bring it up yeah. every time? Probably. Are those I, the well, orange like, ones that from Stranger Things with the dirt underneath? Yeah, yeah, they with the Oreos. So ge- they were oh so good. Is the that the green one that syrup? Had, the I was going to say, yeah, the, the, the green icing on it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were good. Oh, man. Good times. Good times. <laughs> All right, so we can move on to shows. We'll talk about shows. <clears throat> Sorry. And I'm just going <laughs> to toss it to Luke. Thoughts on both the shows? Oh, I did not see Halloween Nightmare Fuel. <gasps> Yep. You know what? Newsflash. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Hey, this is terrible. Yeah, I have a better excuse, Tim. I know. We're the worst hosts ever. Um, <laughs> we did not see this show, and I'm sorry. <sighs> I apologize. T- Tim's so dragging Brian, me down with him. Well, you, you're going to tell oh, me you no. saw the show? I did not see the show. Thank you. So, Brian, <laughs> oh, geez. How, how is Halloween Nightmare <laughs> Fuel? Um, so, I saw it just once, opening weekend. Um. I loved it. I loved it. It was good. It was a good replacement uh, of Academy of Villains. Um, I think it had a good mix of dancing and magic um, and audience participation. Um, I, I think people kind of overhyped it in a way because, you know, that's what they do. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't All bad, I- but I, I, I-, I think now, now with the... Um, Fear Factor Live going, I, I, I don't know if they're coming back. That's the thing. Oh, oh, gotcha. yeah, All right. I kept hearing was this, like, was the sexy magic dance show. Yeah, that's the kinky magic. That's, yeah. <laughs> kinky it's magic. like S&M and, and magic and Fair enough. music, rock music. Yeah. All right. Can't go wrong, I guess. Yeah, so we apologize as hosts for not going to see the show, <laughs> but honestly, we just were so busy doing other things. Yeah. yeah we're, we're very sorry. Um, and we got YouTube. Right? That was my plan. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, how yeah. about Marathon of Mayhem? Did everybody see that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes, we did too. Okay. <laughs> so, Luke, your thoughts on that? Let's go there. 
Um, it was awesome. Definitely not as good as um, 29's water show, in my opinion. Still great. And I thought it was really, really loud. I know I told that to like everybody I saw, but that was the main thing I took away from that show was that it would hurt my ears. And I'm just like, and then you could hear it from halfway across the park, maybe even from City Walk. I don't know. It was, it was loud, but still very enjoyable. And I liked how they switched it up a bit. Honestly, you, you are not wrong. Um, <laughs> I agree. This was uh, it was a solid show, not as good as Twenty Nine. I think we were all expecting, you know, it to be as good as Twenty Nine. It wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong; it was still a great show. But you are a hundred percent correct. The sound in this area, it was just overpowering. Like it was so loud. Like I, I go to shows all the time. I don't care yeah. about loud music or whatever. But it just seemed off like almost sometimes speakers sounded like maybe they were blowing out or i i, I don't even know how to describe it like the bass was unreal right ash the one yeah. night when we watched oh, it together Lord. we were like what is going on mm-hmm. so i don't know if you guys all had that you know same same thing too brian what about you oh it definitely was loud i think that was done by design too because um one of the original creators when i put our Put a review of this is like a Horror Nights rock opera. He's like, that was my goal. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, definitely accomplished that. That's for sure. And, and like I said, it was. It's not that it wasn't enjoyable. It really was. I just don't think it was as good as the the original. Yeah, I don't think anything would have been honestly because I think the first one just took everybody by surprise at how great it was. Yeah, but it also had the properties, you know, the nostalgia, the properties to base it off of with the catchy True. music. Yeah, Whereas it this, it based it on. Interpretate like different rock versions of Painted Black, and I forgot. Yeah, the song they covered. Yeah, true. What about you, Ash? Yeah, just to just to piggyback what Brian was saying. Really, I think the twenty nine one with the properties they had, the Killer Clowns, Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, and that eighties kind of vibe they had was it just worked perfectly. Um, and it's real tough act to follow. I did like this year's. I thought it was really good. It was it was very very loud. Um, and I think what you said, Brian, and you said it straight away, Tim, when we saw it together. It's just a rock opera you know, with the icons and throwing a couple of the properties they had on there. So, I mean, it, it was good. Nothing to complain about. I enjoyed it, but just not as good as 29. That's all. Yeah, for sure. Gary, did you get to see anything? Um, I did see you. We, we, you filmed it for an RIP vlog, didn't you? I think I saw that's when I saw it when, oh, it was, yes, that's when true. it was yeah. edited. Um, I think no matter what, if, you know, Marathon of Mayhem seems to be going to be a recurring thing now. I don't think they'll ever get that spark again that they got from 29 because we didn't expect the show. We knew nothing about it. It just happened and it blew everyone's minds. And like Ash said, with the properties and the vibe and stuff like that, I don't, I I think everybody now is just going to compare every single show to 2019's Marathon of Mayhem. And it's a bit unfair really because every show is different, but when the start was something that strong, it really is hard to follow with, something better you know all right then gary how about now we uh dive into some uh listeners calls definitely we have four so thank you everybody who dialed in and remember when we do do episodes head to our twitter and you'll find a link where you can call in the show and leave us a message and first up it's adam from st louis what's up fellas it's adam from st louis my favorite moment from hhn this year was definitely meeting you guys I walked up to Tim and Ash, and they knew who I was before I even introduced myself. Like I said on Twitter, it's not every day that people live up to your expectations, but the RIP boys definitely made my night. 
Let's do it again next year so I can meet Gary. See you guys. Did, hey. did he did he meet wow. the right Tim? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Did you drive him or something? Damn. You guys all suck. <laughs> no, Adam was awesome. We saw him. Actually, we saw him on the night me and Ash were getting loaded. So uh, Yeah, so that would have been fun. <laughs> nice. Appreciate the kind uh, words, Adam. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you next year. That's great. For sure. And we'll uh, we'll do we'll do a house or two next year with him. So Yep. Uh, next up we have a message from Jason Maltzby. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. So this is what he has to say. Hey, RIP Tour Jason here. Probably my top moment this season was making a bunch of new friends and meeting you guys for the first time this season. Um, me relocating across the country to this to Orlando. Everyone has been so welcoming and nice in this community. And just seeing all the happy faces at the event, all the outstanding houses that we got this season. But like I said, cherry on top of everything was meeting a bunch of new people and making friends. That's all I could ever asked for um hope you guys had an amazing time this season and hope to see you in the fog next year awesome yeah J- jason awesome. He's, he's he's such a good dude he if on twitter i think he goes he's still got uh it's ginger murders beyond twitter i think jason is yeah that um, sounds right he's yeah he's a good dude we hung out what times gary did you cool. pay these people to say all these nice things <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we needed some some positivity on the show yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah, we met we actually awesome. we met him the same night as Adam, I believe. Yeah. So oh, nice. it was yeah, it was it was a crazy night that night. So although I wasn't there, it still does blow me mind seeing everybody tweet us asking where we are and I know you guys give out a bunch of a bunch of buttons and it was cool to see everyone's photos with them on and Honestly, it, it was so so crazy walking through lines and stuff and people like we had people yelling at me and others just like r.i.p r.i.p we're like what is going on <laughs> so we we are very humbled by that we thank you that you know that you guys even listen to us you know these clowns here talking about nonsense and and our thoughts on hhn and stuff so thank you we really do appreciate it yeah mm-hmm. next up we have a message from megan hey this is megan i was a first timer this year my very first hhn I had been reading up on lore, watching house videos, and listening to podcasts for many years, but this was the first year I actually got to go. My favorite house was definitely Wicked Growth. Give me pumpkin smells and witches and Halloween vibes, and you have my heart. Also love the chance to get to see the icons in person as well in Icons Captured. Favorite scare zone was definitely Gorewood. I also loved the food. I had the pumpkin guts, and it was great. I just wanted to take a second and thank you guys for all that you do to get us ready for the event. It really helped a lot in all of my prepping. I will definitely be back. I'm an HHN addict now. Thanks. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. That's I love awesome. hearing that. Yeah, it's it's great to know that, you know, because although it looks like we just put an hour show out, we do do a lot of prep behind the background, mainly Ash, um, who does write all the history stuff and, he does all the fact checking and stuff because we often get things wrong. Um, so Ash, you know, double checks and triple checks to make sure everything's right to make sure we can give you guys the best information. Um, so it's great, great to know that people actually do appreciate it and do like the show and stuff like that. So yeah, awesome. Good to know we're spreading the good word. The Lord's word, horror nights. <laughs> and do you know? Do you know what? As well, it's probably if you're going to go for the first time. It's probably a good year too, right? Because you get all the carry law in one house, you get all the icons kind of in one house. Oh, if yeah. that makes sense, so yeah, pretty good. 
pretty good first year, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and our final message is from Tabitha. Definitely my favorite memory of HHN 30 this year was getting to meet Jack the Clown, and I got to take a picture with him on my way to the Icon's house in front of the New York Public Library, and it was a great meet and greet. And this year was so great. So many great houses. It's hard to choose one favorite memory. Yeah. Awesome, nice, yeah, awesome. that's great. Cool. Can I can I just yeah, can I just say something about the um the, the Jack thing as well? Sorry, Luke, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say like those just the Jacks roaming around were. Yeah, that's I what I was gonna kind of touch on as highlight. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna touch on that as well because I think as well. I don't know. We'll, we'll probably get to this because he was located in one of the scare zones as well. But that is that was a huge highlight for me. You know, I've seen Jack a bunch of times, obviously. Um, and I think leading up to the event, people were saying, oh, it's Jack again on the, on the you know, the advertising, let's give it a break. But as soon as Jack's out, they're, they're around Jack like a fly around, you know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and the, obviously Keaton, I don't, I don't know if he listens, if he does, Keaton is an, such an amazing performer, but an even better person, right? He interacts with everybody on social media. It doesn't matter if you have one follower or a thousand followers, he just interacts with everybody. So the, just having Jack around the park, just roaming around was just, perfect this year i just wanted to kind of touch on that first oh he yeah. was incredible yeah. and that incredible. video that i got that you guys <laughs> had uh sorted out like i was it was about 10 11 p.m at night i was just sitting on the couch and like a video came through and to get like my own personal message from jack the clown was just amazing like that literally for, for me not being able to get there that made the event for me so thanks guys for organizing that yep yes sir it was a that was a that was a fun night trying to get that so um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. thank you thank you to, to james for that because that was just amazing um but that does it for our listener call-ins um i'm gonna hand over to tim now because i'm gonna hop off because obviously i didn't get to do any of the houses or the zones unfortunately um so i cannot rank them so passing it over to tim guys thanks for having me on for a little brief time brian it was good to get a chat with you off the show for a little bit and uh, okay, now get back it. to work behind the scenes <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna get the editing software loaded <laughs> up ready so i can get this uh this show edited before uh the paycheck gets docked so yeah no thank, we're, we're we're very thankful you're back gary so yeah but we had to get hard, dug in yeah. and uh hopefully we can we can come up with some some topics for to keep the you know the the show going during the, the off season until we start getting the rumors, so I think it's time for Ash to get to work. <laughs> yeah, history time. Yeah, uh, well, I do, I do have, a, I think I have a really cool episode coming in the work. So, mm-hmm. ooh, we might awesome. we, we'll probably touch on that a little bit later in the episode. So we'll we'll touch on it later. Yeah, right, guys. I'm gonna go. So enjoy the show, and I'll speak to you all soon. Bye, Gary. All right, so let's move along. Let's go to the scare zones or whatnot. All right. <laughs> um, I guess we'll just go. I guess we'll just go around the room here and how we have them ranked. I hope you guys ranked scare zones too. Did you guys do that? Sure did. Brian, uh, Luke, Luke, I, can, I, can, I can hear Luke typing. I know Luke's like, oh my god, we had to do this too? No. All right, Luke, we'll come to you last, okay? Okay, okay. All right, so we'll, we'll do the usual. We'll go, f- you know, uh, worst, to, worst to first, if you will. Sure. Um, I, oh, well, that's going to be easy for me. I, yeah. 
So honestly, I mean, like I said earlier, I was not impressed with most of the scare zones this year. I think they just lacked. I don't even know what they lacked. So what you're saying, Tim, is number one on this list is going to be the best of a bad bunch, right? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my number five was 30 years, 30 fears. I'm pretty sure this is this was this went lower than where I had it uh, on my hype list, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, this is not the zone I thought it was going to be. From you know walking around before the event started, uh, I was under the impression that maybe we'd see some icons in this zone. But the only cool thing about this zone was the the board, the light up board that said Halloween Horror Nights and the fire and all that looked fantastic. It is just, it's a bottleneck coming into the park, into the scare zone. Not that it always hasn't been, but I just felt like there was just not a lot going on in this zone. And there was a lot of stuff in it, if that makes sense. So that kind of made it worse for the, for the bottling up in there, getting all crowded and whatnot. So that's my number five. So Ash, where, where are you sitting with number five? Yeah, but I'm I'm the same, Tim. I actually have my um, hype list up that we did a while ago too. I had it. I had oh, it number sweet. three. Yeah, I had it number three initially, um, just in the middle there. Um, just just to echo what you said. Um, not too much going on. I love the the marquee, the light up Halloween Horror Nights, the fire. Uh, I, I like the billboards too with the icons on. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess a little bo- bottlenecks if you want to kind of interact with those um, characters in there. It's a little bit tough. It's always a little bit busy in there, so yeah, that's why it's number five. I just wanted to jump in. I just looked too, but it was number four on my hype list, so it went okay. it went down one. Cool. cool. <laughs> All right, Luke. What about you? Yeah, I'm on the same page. Thirty years is at the bottom. It was a it was a great looking zone. I I love the vibe in there, like the fire, the the metal that was blasting, the red, the color scheme, the the castle pieces. It was awesome to look at. But yeah, like you guys said, not what I expected. I kind of expected along the lines of um the icons scare zone in 25 where they had you know the stages with all their pre-shows and then all the other icons just filling the streets so that's kind of what i expected um obviously probably with covid and safety guidelines they couldn't throw too many people in there but true but yeah it's still a cool fun zone to look at and those projections that brady pointed out Oh, okay. That was really cool. And that took a little while for for me to like, uh, whether adjust my eyes and figure it out. But that was really cool. So if you were standing like um, where the the amphitheater is in the middle of the street, looking down toward the back end of that zone, they had these like, uh, who was it? It was Jack. Yeah. 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 Oh, was it just them two? I feel like I saw. I think so. It, it, it was basically what would happen is the, the the way the fog and the lights and the images would go, you would be able to see them in like the the, the fog. Yeah, like the silhouette. Yeah, it yeah. was wild, yeah. and and that we didn't really notice that until like maybe halfway through the event. Yeah. Because Brady, even kept when saying, Brady's like, like, "Look right there, it's Jack," and I'm like, "What I know. are you we were looking like, at? What are you, we're like, what are you looking at? Are you, are you crazy?" <laughs> yeah. And then once we adjusted our eyes and figured out what exactly he was looking at, I was like, oh, I see it now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. It's like one of those 3D pop-up books. You really had to stare at it for a while. All right, Brian, what about you? What came in in your fifth spot? I'm breaking from the pack. (laughs) 
Seek and Destroy. Ooh, all right. Fair enough. Um, so before any of this, I feel it does need to be said that any critique of the Scare Zone is not on the, any indictment on the actors. Oh, yeah. It's an indictment 100%. on the overall execution of the idea. I feel like some actors, when they see the list, they, they take it as an offense. And honestly, it's not any of y'all. Because <laughs> even Agreed. with Seek and Destroy as my number five, like they made it work as best as they could. Yeah. Because it, it did get better from opening weekend to the last weekend. It just, I just think they had a missed opportunity with the controller. I know everybody was digging on the whole, oh, she interacts with me, but you need a little bit more than that. Yeah, I agree. All right, so I'll jump in because that's my number four is Seek and Destroy. <laughs> I had this high on my list. I had it at number two on my hype list. And it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't perform, you know, just basically what Brian said, like, from opening weekend to, you know, final weekend, it, it definitely got better. You know, they added some, like, victims in it because, like, opening weekend, it was just all of the, you know, the same people. It, I don't know, some, if you guys are, al- if they're aliens and they're, like, wielding chainsaws and stuff, I don't know, it just seemed a little weird to me. And I know people love, like, the sci-fi horror crossover, if you will. I guess mm-hmm. me personally, I'm not a huge fan of that. So that's probably why it dropped lower. Um, you know, they did have what I, I have to say, though, um, over the event. One of the I was watching like the set changes. I have to say that was pretty cool watching the set change. Because it's like, uh, I feel like this, this I, I mean, this zone probably had the most scare actors in it, right? Would you guys oh, think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. By far. So to watch them all come out at once. Was kind of cool. I was like, "All right, that that's that's pretty wild." But yeah, I just if I'm not mistaken, I, I think the last set on the last night, yeah, I think both uh, both casts were out for the final thirty minutes. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Damn. that must so, been, okay. That must have been insane. <laughs> <laughs> so many people out there. Um, and again, just like Brian said, it's not on the characters. Characters are always doing their thing. You know, we appreciate their hard work. I don't know. It just didn't hit for me. That's all. Ash, what about you? Number four. Number four, I have Crypt TV. Um, now, again, just a, what Brian said, it's not a knock on any of the characters in there because Crypt TV, the, the props, makeup, costuming were, were fantastic. Uh, really, really good. It, it's just the location for it. It was so busy. I just found myself pretty much every single night walking around, walking you know, completely around the back of it to get through the other side just missing it a lot of the time because it was so busy. Uh, and that is my only kind of, I guess, qualm with that one is just 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 the location of it. I feel like it needed a little bit because the, the amount of props that they had and the size of the props, it probably could have benefited from more of a, a, a bigger location. Um, but yeah, that's why it's number four, really, just location and the fact that it was so busy all the time, but not a knock on anything they did because they did execute what they wanted to do really well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Luke, and then you, what we got for number four? My number four is on the same page as you with Seek and Destroy. Um, I think the main thing for me was there just wasn't a lot of variety in this zone. It was all kind of just the same, like you said, and then the chainsaws, but I don't know. It was great. I think it was the most scare zone feeling one out of this year. You know, just having actual the people coming up to you in your face revving the chainsaws at your feet because obviously most of the other ones like crypt it seemed like they had to really social distance in that zone obviously because it gets so bottlenecked but this one was 
it felt like a true horror night scare zone. So that's why I did like it, but it was still at the bottom of my list. Just not too much variety. Yeah, I get that. You know. All right, Bri, what do you got for four? Four is Crypt TV. Uh, echoing everybody else's thoughts about it. It's just, they look great. The characters look great. Um, I, have you seen the shows at all, the little shorts on YouTube? Uh, I have seen some of them, yes. Yeah, yeah. quite a lot. Because they're all, not all of them are, are winners. Um, <laughs> no, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just it, it was a photo op zone at the end of the day. And I, I know we mentioned it earlier. I don't know if it was the plan from the get-go or an adjustment due to COVID. But either way, I mean, it got so bad in there. Even worse yeah. than like Dead Man's Wars or, or yeah. even uh, Rob Zombie's on. It just, I, I think that area just needs to be a roaming scare zone going forward. I agree. I do mm-hmm. agree. Not a dedicated area. Yeah. But that, that's the only reason why it's so low. It's just because of the congestion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm jumping in because that's my number three. So Crypt TV. I think this might have made a better house than a scare zone. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, because just so many little stages out there and crowds just gathering to watch. I, it's cool, but I just I feel this would have worked better as a house. But... Then again, maybe this is the the test run for the house next year. That also just you know yeah, I've heard that, that a for, lot for for many. They've done that what for trick or treat, killer clown. So yep. you know, test it out as a scare zone, see how it is, and then make it a house. So I won't be upset if this becomes a house. I like the. I mean, I like the. I like the characters the way they looked and stuff. But again, mm-hmm. it's in a terrible. It was in a terrible area. San Francisco is always tough, just like Brian said. You know, just be a roaming scare actor and not try and put sets all over up in this place because it's just so hard to get through so that's my number three ash what about you the only thing i, I, I was gonna say just real quick the oh, only yeah, thing i in. have an issue with this for crypt tv is is it that well known because I, I would walk through the zone and hear people like what, what the hell is this yeah. i think like they have no I, idea i agree <laughs> i think for i think for like the normal like just you know, average guy, person, whatever, coming to HHN to to visit probably doesn't know what this is. But for like diehard HHN fans, you know, might have known what it was already or did their homework to figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. I do get that. All right, Ash, number three. Number three, I have Seek and Destroy. Uh, again, a bit of a lack of variation for the scare actors on on the floor, if you will. Um, there was there was, a, there was a lot of props. There was a lot going on. Um, I think what Brian said as well. The controller could have been used a lot more. Um, but yeah, nothing really to complain about. It's just I thought the zones holistically this year were were pretty weak. But I think this was like Luke said, the one that felt most like a scare zone. But then didn't really use it as well as they could have done with the amount of props, the amount of scare actors, and the amount of potential. I believe it. It probably could have, but yeah, that's just just banging the middle for me, so you can destroy. Mm-hmm. All right, and just to piggyback off off Ash's point um, about the lack of props, if the whole point of the zone is to is propaganda and submit to the controller, why are there only three banners right next to the mummy? Why weren't there other <laughs> yeah. banners next to the yeah. store? Yeah. <laughs> why weren't the windows? They could have done something similar to the purge, where the controller would pop up in the Macy's window. That would have been, been to me. yeah, that's, that, would been, that would have been great. It gave me a real Souls and Steam vibe too. Do you know, like the dystopian kind of thing too. But and I love Souls and Steam, but yeah, it just felt a little flat for me. All good, all good. All right, Luke, what about you? What do you got yeah. for three? I have. It's really tough 
between two ones, but I'm going to put Crip at number three. I loved Crip TV, to be honest. It was just super pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. And I loved the, the little stage shows that they had. It, it was very fun to just kind of hang out, watch. And a lot of the interactions I saw with people was awesome to see. But yeah, just the congestion. And they only had, I think, one or two actors that were actually out roaming around, which obviously it gets shoulder to shoulder, especially after Halloween Nightmare Fuel releases. It's just a sea of people in that zone. So I think that's like yeah. the biggest downside for this zone. Obviously, we've talked about it. I think True. they should have just, and the Miss Anity stage, I feel like they threw that super far out when they had so much room to go back towards the uh, Fast and Furious cars. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they just squeeze it all in, which they could have just spaced it out a little more. But other than that, I love that zone. Again, this is competing for number two. So Nice. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, Brian, man, what you got for number three? Number three, 30 years, 30 fears. Cool. All right. Or 30 fears, 30 years, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like San Francisco, it has the same issue of congestion, obviously, at the front of the park. And I've always advocated for something that nails more of the atmosphere of Horror Nights than a proper scare zone because of that. So I feel that zone pretty much captured that. Everybody dug the neon sign, the flames, the actors for what they were given in that small space made use of it. I loved the uh, Incubus and the uh, the pumpkin guy on the stilts. Yes, because they were just rocking like like rock stars all throughout the zone. You just see them bobbing their head and throwing their hands up, just like that. The energy was infectious. So I I know a lot of people hate on it because of the icon, which I get. You, you know, you have the icon um, portraits, there and you expect the icons, which is was kind of a weird design choice. But ultimately, I, I think it really nailed the entrance pretty well. So I hope going forward they do something similar. Obviously, not the same kind of theme, but yeah, they need to keep the neon sign, not, uh, neon sign going forward. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. All right, cool. All right, moving on to number two. So for my number two, this was kind of tough because I think my number one and number two could have flip flopped. So I have some reasons why this is number two. So my number two is going to be Gorewood Forest. Now I know Ash and Luke were talking about how he can destroy felt like a scare zone to them like true scare zone this one felt like a true scare zone to me because there were many nights going through watching like the scare actors come out of boo holes and getting people and chasing them so i just felt like this one had the 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 real feel of a scare zone i love the way it looked at night i love the way they had those like blood vines going up and down the trees oh yeah the my only issue in this zone and it's probably why it's dropped to number two is where it is because when uh mayhem gets out it's a disaster in that area oh yeah a disaster because so me and brady were actually about to walk through that zone and just kind of hang out and we actually both kind of like put our arms out in front of each other and said oh hang on wait 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 the show is just getting out (laughs) and we just watched it and we were like whoa this is a mess um, so I, I don't know if there's any way to fix that. I know it's tough if, when there's a show there at the lagoon, but, and then the only miss that I feel like they could have done in this zone is where were the bone choppers? <laughs> oh, I yeah. felt like, they, well, I just feel like they could have used this, like the, the area out in front, like of at the end of, uh, Mel's diner. And in that area, kind of where there's kind of a, like in front of uh, cafe La Bamba. 
they could have been out in there. I just feel like that area could have been utilized a little more for that zone. But that's just me. So that's why it went to number two. So you obviously will figure out what my number one is. So Ash, what's your number two? Uh, same as you, Tim. I had Gold Forest in there. Now, uh, the, the name threw me off a little bit. It's because obviously Gold Forest, because back in, obviously back in Tales of Terror, in Gold Forest, they had the body collectors. They also had the, um, the school or two. So there was a lack of body collectors for me was a little bit, not irritating, but it's like, well, they could have, I think they missed one there because everybody loves the body collectors too. So they could have stuck them in there. But they did have things from not just Gorewood Forest, from like um, the Dragon Forge too. So I think it was more Terra Cruenta scare zone as opposed to actually Gorewood Forest location. Um, but yeah, a cu- couple of misses that, but it did feel like a scare zone. That Central Park area is always aesthetically very nice. I, I always enjoy walking through that. But yeah, I didn't quite make number one. It was my number one height. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all the same. It just looked pretty and true yeah felt like a scare zone all right luke how about you what's your number two i think we have the same except for our one and two um i'm gonna put eddie lights camera action at my number two um i don't know this zone never really it it was a lot of fun like again this is another just very scare zone feeling scare zone Uh, like all the actors were roaming they had the stages they had so many cool different props in this zone the way they set it up and also one of my favorite things was the twisted Hollywood soundtrack that they had. Like they had the daytime Hollywood music playing, but it was kind of twisted and yeah. distorted, which I loved. That was so cool to hear that. And then like Jack talking over it. Obviously the Jack and Eddie um, pick photo ops that they would do just about every night. Um, yeah, a ton of fun. Sweet. That's really all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. All right, Bri, what about you? What do you got at number two? Gord Forest. Um, I, I think the blood vines, as you said, was a really cool touch, a nice creative way to keep on with that atmosphere, you know, to replace the pumpkins. Yeah. And I guess the one where they had the uh, lanterns. Um, I, I get the complaints that even though it was a Goreward Forest scare zone, there wasn't a lot of Terra Cruentis, um, which was kind of disappointing in a way. And I think the Terra Queen, even though she, she looked like a badass up on that stage, like that was her only kind of use was kind of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately I, I think the, the close proximity of central park allowed for some really awesome scares for the, for the actors. Cause those little, I call them the rock crabs or whatever, but the, <laughs> the rock crabs would, would, with the little pincers would come out and scare a lot of the people in the yeah. knuckle grunts. Um, the, uh, the knuckle grunts did some work too. So for sure. Agreed. All right, cool. So let's wrap it up with our number one. So me personally, oh it's uh, Eddie's Revenge. I just had the most fun in this zone. Um, I think having to getting to see some of the previous, you know, zones and characters, you know, that I've been through was awesome to see again. There was really no rhyme or reason to this area, honestly. It wasn't a cohesive statement, if you will. But I just had the most fun in it. It's probably the uh, the one I spent the most time in. Uh, for me personally, yes, getting to see Jack in this zone, getting the video for Gary, getting pictures with Jack. And I think the one night we knew it was going to happen, me and Ash actually stay and screamed a scare zone instead of a house <laughs> where Jack actually brought Chance out that night. And that was incredible. I thought that was awesome. I wish, and I honestly wish they had more of that during the event where 
the the different icons came out with Jack maybe and did more Ooh, of that. That yeah. would have been that would have been really cool. So just to me, th- this is my personal. Just I had the most fun. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of personal experiences in this zone, and that's why it's my number one. What about you, Ash? Yeah, this this is obviously this is my number one. Um, two. Um, yeah, it, it was good. I felt I felt like there was a ton of different variation in terms of you know properties and scare zones that they've covered from the past. Even go back, what was the oldest one? Probably Treaks and Foons, probably two thousand and two. Um, so going all the way back and just doing like a, a best of, you know, greatest hits. I enjoyed it. There was always a lot of variation, a lot of scares from different props that were on there. So yeah, I mean, I have no complaints. I think this this did win Scare Zone of the Year too, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I can. And again, I don't want to use that term best of a bad bunch, but holistically, I thought, I thought across the board, they were pretty weak this year, but this one, there was a... At least plenty of different variations in terms of scare actors, scares, and props. I, I, th- I thought it did work well in the end. Do you find over the last few years that one area is stronger than the other? Like the zones are they're stronger the one year over the houses, and then the next year the houses are stronger over the, the zones. I feel like we haven't had a really good balance in a while. No, we haven't. Okay, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think the last real winning scare zone. Was like trick or treat, love yeah. that zone. But I don't think twenty eight. I think everybody expected Vamp eighty five and twenty eight to be the the next big thing, and obviously yeah. it didn't meet the yeah expectations. Also, all night die in for twenty five. That was that's yeah. always one of my favorites. Yeah, I think the the, the trick or treat year, like you covered, I think that was, that was pretty good. We had the purge, invasion, Alts of horror, festival of the deadliest. Yeah. I think that was just that was a strong year. Sure. All right, Luke, what do you got at number one? My number one is Gorewood. Um, there is like all those downsides, like you said. Bone Joppers would be would have been awesome. More body collectors, just the things that they missed out on. But I just find myself whenever I think about the scare zones, I find myself always just going back to this zone because it was just a ton of fun. Like you said, the the blood on the trees, um, just all the props. The actors were always killing it. Those little boo holes they had, it was a ton of fun. I love going through this zone. I always had a smile on my face. Um, nice. So that's my number one. All right. It started out like I think at my number five. I think for the hype list. Was it really? I think wow. so. If I if I remember correctly, Dang, yeah. And then all the way up back to number one. Yeah. So all right, fair enough. All right, Brian, bring it home. What you got at number one? Uh, nice game of action. Um, nice. And, and it kind of wins by default, and not again an indictment on the actors or anything. It just. At the end of the day, while it was a fun zone, energetic, it was great to see Eddie up there in center stage, and obviously when Jack would do the photo ops. At the end of the day, it's just the best of zone, so it's nothing we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So um, either way, I'm not trying to knock it on it too much. It still was pretty scary. Um, the only real complaint I would have is just that, as Ash was saying, outside of Treats and Foons, the stages were things from the past four years. Yeah. Or I guess now five years. So you had, you know, Invasion, Vamp, and uh, Dead Man's Wharf, and two of those were the same year. Yeah. So needed a little bit more variety there, but again, that's more of a nitpick. Mm-hmm. Sure, I get that. All right, cool. That wraps up the zones. So now it's time for the for the nitty gritty. The houses. This is where the Ash is going to piss everybody off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise I won't. 
<laughs> I bet I bet we all piss people off. All <laughs> right. Oh yeah. All right. Um all right, Brian, let's let's start with you. What's what do you got at number ten? Uh number ten is of course wicked growth. Little boo can suck it. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the meat wad pumpkin baby. Ah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, number ten is is Beetlejuice. Um, I think it is a very faithful recreation of the film. Um, as our buddy Drew put it, though, um, if you slap the ride in there, it would be a great ride. But as a haunted house, it's not very scary. It's more of hitting the beats instead of actually scaring you because it's just like the people come out like you know for example and, and again not a knock the lydia trigger is just are coming out and reciting a movie line yeah yep and going back in and then doing the same thing over and over it just wasn't an effective haunted house what a great point i never thought about that stick, stick yeah. make it a ride that would be awesome <laughs> drew, drew, or, drew has, uh, sometimes he has, has some clever things I, that's that's <laughs> pretty incredible i have to say all right luke what do you got at number 10 I'm on the same page with Beetlejuice. Yeah, just this is going to be. I think this is going to be an occurring theme here. Unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like Brian said, it it just nothing really hit. I don't think I ever really jumped in this house. Um, opening weekend when they did it last year, it was awesome going through that the first time, but it just felt like things changed by the time it got to this year. I feel like they maybe lost actors or didn't it have the right to do some scares or something i don't know something just fell off with this house every run so but it definitely felt like the house was was impacted by covid one of the one of the few houses this year that the covid guidelines or whatever was, kind of affected i was yeah. just gonna say 100 so. percent. but right, still it was still awesome oh, sorry, Again, yeah oh no i was gonna say just nothing to the actors like it was still oh, yeah, you of walked through the movie like they killed it you representing beetlejuice it just not for a haunted yep. house agreed all right ash what do you got at number 10 yeah same beetlejuice i'm not gonna dwell on it too much um yeah same things like if, if you've got a dart ride in there great it's a recreation of the movie i think it like from um covid there wasn't that many scare actors in there uh, a lot of the scares were just you know like actor triggers yep. yeah and that's that, that's me i'm not gonna dwell on it too much Yep, same. I'm jumping in at with number ten is Beetlejuice as well. The house looked great. It was just a great walkthrough, like looking at it. But there were no scare actors in there. I think there was one run that we had where I actually walked out and said, "Oh wow, there was actually some scare actors in that one." But for the most part, any run that we had through it, you know, and again, not against the scare actors, it's just there was not enough people in that house. Hey, I did, I did love the um, the model. The, the model town, the Maitland's model town was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was pretty incredible. That was <laughs> and, awesome. And, uh, I was going to say, Tim, the last night of the, the event, you're speaking about the, the house being empty. So um, our group hit every house I had from the Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Um, <laughs> out of the nine houses we did that night, eight of them were on it. Now, the actors were in your face. They were bringing it. Good way to send off. There was only one house that was just like, uh, no figures. Beetlejuice. Yeah, there was oh, nobody in that house. Oh, jeez. It's such a shame too, because it could have been such a better house. Yeah, that's been such an anticipated property too, coming to Horror Nights for so many years. Yep. Yep. All right, let's go to number nine. I'll I'll kick it out. So Tooth Fairy is my number nine, and I feel like this house was probably the most affected 
maybe next to Beetlejuice for COVID. Um, I know we people were talking about vinyl and you know how it would affect. I felt like the vinyl affected in this house a lot. So again, nothing against scare actors, nothing against the house. We also got this from from HHN Light, if you will. So we've been through this house a bunch of times. Uh, the only thing I can think of was the drill part was the only one, the only scare that that I can think of off the top of my head that got added. Mm-hmm. Um, please jump in if you guys remember anything else but that's the only thing i can think of from last year that was kind of different yeah i know there was yeah i don't I think there was one more scare right after like the chess room the library scene okay the, the one that was in the wall on the left i never saw that last year or during like oh maybe the, when when they just had the two houses i think that was new yeah. i don't know i just there there's just i feel i me personally i think this house maybe was the one that it got affected the worst, actually, maybe with COVID and the and the vinyl. Yeah, I think house. so too. I think because uh, I'm just gonna jump on that real quick. Uh, this is my yeah, number nine. Favorite. Yeah, it's my number nine okay, also. Cool. So and like, I completely agree. And it felt like a lot of the scare, even beyond the vinyl, a lot of the scares were pretty deep. Do you know what I mean? Like deep into the vinyl, so they quite a, yes. quite away from you, mm-hmm. and you could see them coming from a mile off as well. But um, yeah, I did it so many times at HHN Live. I didn't really do it too much. I think this is this is my least run house. This and Beetlejuice probably my least run. Yeah, um, house this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. Um, plenty of um, plenty of scare. It did suffer from that vinyl. I do agree, but that's just mine. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. We're in agreement. All right, Luke, what do you got at number nine? Also, Tooth Fairy. Just, wow, yeah, these, lists of- are, these lists are looking really familiar so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll change, but I'm gonna back up what you guys said. It was it was still a ton of fun. I still got some great scares, um, even though I've been through the house plenty of times this year just going back through it like they still killed it it was it's a cool concept but yeah it just wasn't as good as some others just in my opinion yeah i agree all right bry what you got at nine yeah (laughs) (laughs) nice all right we didn't plan this we promise yeah Yeah. do you have anything else to add anything else to add for the story (laughs) you you guys touched on everything so i guess the only thing I'll, i'll just say is that despite it being at number nine uh, the facade of it is still one of the creative Ooh, ones yeah. that we had. I do agree. Really That's true. Yeah, the facade is cool. So, other than that, that little prick James West uh, <laughs> quality. So. We hate him. Yes. All right, Brian, just continue. What do you have at eight? Number eight. I see, so I toy with it because sometimes I go to um, case files and then the other time I would go to uh, carry. Um, and ultimately, I, I think scary for being so short, or scary, whatever, um, for being so short and just kind of, I feel like it didn't really take advantage of the, the setup as well. So that's my number eight is, is scary. All right, cool. Fair enough. Uh, I think um, the only real winning room was, was meat, and that's because it was the longest. Right. But other than that, you know, like HR Blood and Guts, oh. A fan favorite that basically just got like a little given. Here you go, I'm, a little treat. Right. I'm so angry <laughs> that the guy wore like whoever was playing it wore a mask. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was already behind vinyl. Why do you got to put a mask on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right, Luke. What do you have at number uh, eight? I have Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hmm. Um, All right. All I, right. It was. I loved it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love all these houses. That's the thing that 
I hate ranking them, putting them below other houses. They're all great, yeah. but I don't know. This one, it was fun. It just kind of felt like a repeat of 26, but just with a couple more things added. I will say I love seeing Chop Top every single time. I had the biggest grin on my face because I love that character. He's so goofy. <laughs> and seeing him in a haunted house was just great. Um, but yeah, it didn't really hit for me. But still a lot of fun. You can't go wrong with Leatherface. Uh, cool. Yeah. All right, Ash, what you got at eight? I have Case Files, Legendary Truth at eight. And um, here I thought <laughs> I was going to be the one that pissed everybody off. <laughs> um, I think if you separate this from... Let's just... Let's just uh, this is a tough one for me because this was very high on my list. I've I've seen everything Legendary Truth have done. I've done the in-park games. I've gone to a couple of the meetups. So I'm very well, without sounding like a tool, I'm very well versed in the in the lore. Now, if you separate this from a Legendary Truth house to like a, just like a film noir kind of detective house, then yeah, it, it's, it's a pretty decent detective house. I just think, I thought it was just a bit of a mess chronologically. It did suffer from a lack of scare actors as well, I thought. Um, but yeah, I'm a big Legendary Truth fan. Did I like it as part of Legendary Truth? Not really. Is it maybe more of a detective kind of noir type house that a lot of people who have not really experienced much Legendary Truth can get on board with? Sure, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is this is this is probably the lowest by default, just because the other two were pretty weak for me. This could have been number ten easily. Um, but yeah, it's slotting there, number eight. Ooh. So guess what? That's my number eight as well. <laughs> is is case files so this is the house that i thought went from it started out great and just continuously got worse and worse as the event went yep on so i can yeah yeah nothing and and again i loved i loved how much they crammed into the shrek building because i feel like there was so much stuff in there i loved the way the house looked again i think it suffered from lack of scare actors on a lot, a lot of runs. Um, there's a couple good runs. I also had some really bad personal experiences in line and in the house um, that <laughs> probably has dropped this lower as well because it just seemed to be in this house all the time that I was having issues with <laughs> other guests just not behaving, <laughs> if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I just it. I wanted this house to be higher. It started out great, but I think it just got worse and worse as the event went on. So sorry for all you case file fans. <laughs> Legendary truth. All right, so number seven, I'll kick off, and I have Texas Chainsaw at number seven. Uh, I don't really have much to say about this house. It was just you know just a kind of just solid house. It was good runs, no complaints. Um, I honestly feel the house in, was it 26? Texas Chainsaw was in the tent? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that house was better, but that's just me. I know a lot of people I've heard, I've, I've heard a lot of people say that this house was the best one out of them. I don't think so. I think the 26 one was the better one. Yeah. I yeah that's, fair. That. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, Ash, kicking it to you. What do you got? Yep. Same as you, Tim. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, honestly, I have nothing really negative to say about. Yeah. Um, same. You know what I mean? This house at all, like you just said. Um, it was good. It was fine. I liked how they incorporated one and two. Chopped up was great. Um, and yeah, I, I love the ending too, because when you, when you get te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you want to showcase Leatherface, right? So I love the ending, how they had, was it one, two, three, three, three Leatherfaces, yeah. three chainsaws in your face to end the house. 
So really showcasing Leatherface there was a was a good touch, and that was a good move from them. The only yeah. thing I'll throw in there is that I felt there was a couple nights and a couple runs where whoever was playing tech uh, was playing Leatherface, um, maybe a little on the shorter side. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I granted it could have been you know people not you know not enough people being there for work. I get yeah. it, but it's kind of weird to see like Leatherface like at the same height as you or just you yeah. know, a couple inches taller. I'm expecting like a monster in my face. Yeah. Oh, and those those yeah. those pig those pig heads wrecked me like more than once too. Oh <laughs> yeah, those guys were good. <laughs> Hated that smell though. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. All right, Luke. What do you got at seven? I have brides. Oh, get out of the I room now. You need to okay. leave. Okay. What? okay. <laughs> I will say again, nothing bad about this house. I just had to rank them, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Somewhere. That's fair. Because this house, I, I it blew me away this year. It, it did so much better than last year. Um, I got so many scares, especially with the, the double bride of Dracula's. I don't know if you remember that scene when they're on either side of you, kind of in the in the archways yeah, oh, yeah. Before the yep. finale. Yep. oh my gosh that they got me every single time i knew they were there and they still would throw me back every scare they got so yeah love this house i just kind of seven and up or like seven to two on my list they're all kind of the same they all did great i just had That's to put fair. them somewhere <laughs> love this house all right cool brian what do you got at seven seven is case files fair enough um yeah, yeah it's it, it started like you said started great as the event went on kind of like all right it's, it's fine um like i said when i was you know saying number eight was scary that was i can alternate between the two mm-hmm. yes yeah, that's pretty much same thoughts of scary the only reason scary got eight was because it was shorter all right fair enough <laughs> so, yeah. all right brian just continue what do you got at six <laughs> icons you've, you've got my um, list all right. on there, all yeah. right <laughs> Icons is, um, even though I have it at six, I-, I think it's one of the most overrated houses in Hornets recent history. And I think that has to do with the finale and, and the the throne room and everyone just sure. trying to figure out who gets the throne. Um, I-, I think it was a missed opportunity to really showcase the icons. It was great to see him again, but some icons sort of got the shaft. Yeah. Um, you know, caretaker got two rooms, but Jack got one. You know, it, I, and it was shared with Chance. I, I feel like I, I don't know how the how I would have done the house. I just feel like it could have been better. That's all right. Yeah, that's all. Yep. I I totally I get that. All right, Luke, what do you got at six? I have welcome to scary. I... All right. Like this, I know this, this is higher than most of you guys. I know you guys did not like it, but I love this house. This is my first time seeing a whole bunch of properties like Dead End, uh, HR Blood and Guts. I mean, it was one room for HR Blood and Guts, it was kind of one small room for everything. But my favorite was just the Dead End, the Wyandotte Estate, because I've always wanted to see that in person, and I finally got to. And I think they killed it in there, and it was a ton of fun. It was a very fun, it wasn't too, too scary, nothing too gory but it was it was a lot of fun it did feel like a classic horror night nice. vibe to me i get that yeah. ash what do you got at six yeah same as brian i have icons uh, and i completely agree if you're talking about an overrated house it's this one 
Um, I understand it though. I, I did enjoy it though. That's that's not me saying I didn't enjoy it. It's and I've said this word a lot. It's a love letter to the icons. They probably could have showcased them a bit more. And I think in our hype episode, I was saying I I hope they don't fall into the trap where they just do you know their signature kill. And it was just like it was all the commercials, wasn't it? Like each room. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, I, and they did fall, they did fall into that trap a little bit. It's like oh that that's what the director does. That's what the usher does. That's what yeah. Um, but. I think it did suffer as well, me personally, um, from, it's kind of like the new wave of fans, if you will. It's way, way overhyped because of that. Uh, a lot of people have not seen the icons before and it's now hyped up tenfold just because of that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a fine house. I enjoyed it. I really did see and like all the icons, but yeah, overhyped. I, I, absolutely. It was, uh, it, it was fine. I enjoyed it for what it was. All right, cool. Yeah, you kind of felt, because I remember opening weekend when I did it, I was just so in love with that house. Yeah. And then I, I think, you know, everyone kind of fell in the trap of the hyperbole of opening weekend and the enthusiasm of, ah, oh, Horror Nights is here. And then, like, almost like case files, more runs you go through, like, you know what, this house is good, but it just, maybe it's not as great as I thought it was. Yeah. And then, like, I know, I know I was just talking about the fans. I mean, some of the drama around that house got a little too intense. Jeez, yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. No, I agree. And it tends to be the people who have not seen them before. Do you know what I mean? And it's kind of, it's, I don't know. Anyway, that's for another day, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got six. I have Welcome to Scary. And for me, this was actually the most improved house from beginning to the end of the event. If I had had to rank this the first weekend, I would have put this toward the bottom. Girl, same. <laughs> and, you know, maybe not 10, but definitely 9. It was just awful. Like, I was just like, I walked out. I remember walking out of there just going, well, that is not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, numerous, numerous runs, because, you know, Simpsons Stay and Scream was our jam for the, uh, the entire event. And more runs through the houses, and it just improved run after run and i felt like by the end of the event on the last night i was like you know what this was a pretty solid house yeah and i loved it because i got to see some of the other things that i haven't seen just like luke was talking about you know in the house as well there is one scene in this house that i that i remember i was saying earlier like i want to do a whole episode on this yeah so we're we're just gonna just mention that right now because i am absolutely just enthralled and and baffled from what i saw i made i made our whole group go through it again to make sure <laughs> that i saw what i saw because i was just like why is that in that house so brian i'm hoping you remember this so you know when you get towards the end of the house and scary there's a like a uh, security guard just kind of leaned over and out the window mm -hmm. on that security guard there is a patch what does that patch say do you remember doesn't it say Shady Brook? It says Shady Brook Asylum. Why does it say that in Scary? Um, I don't know. I think it was a little nod. So do you think do you do you think they're gonna wreck on it where uh, like Shady Brook's always been in Cary? Do you think they're just gonna kinda of, because from my understanding, Shady Brook is not in Cary, Ohio. It's just not in there. I've asked so many people who uh Shady Brook is not in Cary, Ohio. So, do you think they're going to maybe merge the two into like a universe, if you will, or do you think they're just, just going to retcon it where it's always been there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. See, the thing is, 
Hornite's lore kind of changes from year to yeah. year. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, the, the fans definitely put more stock in it than they do, I think. Um, so it's very possible that they just wanted to have like a little wink wink, not meant as a Shady Brook is now part of the Carry universe. Okay, so wait, um, wait, wait. Before you go any further, I'm going to drop <laughs> a second piece or a fact or an Easter egg into this whole carry shady brook crossover avengers infinity game universe that's going to happen <laughs> so at the end of the tribute store there is a scene of a cart of shady brook asylum crashing into the sign of carry ohio that's true yeah i did okay so there are two so this is just my thinking and i like you can ask ash i've been all about this <laughs> and talking about this ever since going through the, the the second portion of like scary and noticing that that patch on that security guard said shady brook asylum and i was like okay i don't get it what's going on <laughs> so i want to do a whole episode on that and and talk about like what what you guys would like want to do and what would you want to see and that kind of thing so because I feel like maybe we have kind of seen maybe a glimpse maybe into the future of some HHN stuff where there is some kind of crossover or we do find out people are going to be together and things are going to happen, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Fun. Also, I can't remember in, in Horror Night 17 when they did um, Home for the Holidays, because that, that, that sort of had the same gimmick of okay. them being transported from the asylum and then crashing into a hometown. Was that home Harry or was that Shady Brook? No, that that was yeah, that was Shady Brook. The um okay. Yeah, that was home for the yeah, home for the holidays. That was the crashing I, outside, yeah. This is my this is my new obsession for off season for Halloween Horror Nights and trying to bring this to the next event. <laughs> yeah. See, but the thing is see the thing is I believe that's meant to represent Hellgate Prison. That's the, that's the flip. Like, yeah. So like, but isn't Hellgate Prison the West Coast? Oh man, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, because I know Hellgate was in Run. Yes. But then we ended up somewhere in Russia at the end of the, the house or whatever. Okay. Yeah, save, the end of, end of Carrie too. Just, is, uh, <laughs> just save. Just save this. We're going to bring everybody back. I'm going to bring a whole bunch of people on <laughs> for this episode because I really want to dive into this and, and see what you guys really think about this. But just a, just a little tease that I just had come across while we were at the event this year. All right. So okay. let's continue on the houses. Sorry, everybody. Uh, so I'll jump in at number five. We are at number five and I have HHN uh, icons at number five. So for me, this jumped up a little higher than you guys just because I this is the first time I got to see all of the icons, and it was nice to see them all in one spot. Was it a great house? No, but it was a fun house for me. Like I enjoyed going through it, and I enjoyed seeing somebody different at the end of the of the house. Uh, and which was really cool is my first five runs was a, an entirely different person at the at the throne, which was kind of awesome. And then I just got repeats the rest of the time, so I <laughs> thought that was kind of cool. Um, there was a couple times where I was upset that Fear was not in the house when we were running it because <laughs> uh, I love Fear. I love the way Fear looks and on the stilts, just awesome. That was my my ultimate hope is that Fear would be at the end one night. He didn't even have to be on the throne. He just had to stand there. But that didn't happen. So boo. 
Ash, what's number five? My number five is scary. Um, this is the biggest U-turn. You'll know this, Tim. This was like if you'd have asked me in, in September, this probably would have been 10, maybe nine. Um, but yeah, as the as the event went on, I feel this got so much better. Um, this, it's not, not much else to say, really. I love all the properties that were in there, uh, yep. albeit some of them were a little bit shorter than most. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Complete U-turn um from, sure. from where i was at initially um but yeah shout out to the characters in scary because they really did a fantastic job they, they did they really did yeah all right luke what do you got at number five my number five is case files which basically what ash was saying earlier like the detective noir style if you don't really know much which is exactly why i loved it because i'm not i don't know too much on legendary truth but i did love the whole style that they had in there the the feeling of everything, just Tim Foyle looking back on all of his evidence and you got to go relive that evidence that he, and all his books that he wrote. So I think that was a ton of fun. It did like a little nod to Slaughter Cinema, just all these different stories, You one room to another. And I think each room had so much variety and um, it really felt like you were, were going from one book to another. So it was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, get that. One of my favorite. All right, Brian, what do you got at five? Number five is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. Um, I feel it did a pretty good job of capturing the grunge and grit of bridging one and two together. Um, obviously, as Luke was saying, Chop Talk is the best. <laughs> <laughs> and they even got a, um, a couple of the, the memorable um, moments from part two in there. Um, but ultimately, you know, I think it did a better job than 26. Because whereas 26 felt like a faithful recreation of the film, this felt like a faithful recreation to Leatherface. Um, sure, yeah. And that's why, you know, at the end, you have all those Leatherfaces in your in Yeah, your for sure. Face. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was a solid, solid entry into the nice. Horror Nights. All right, cool. Brian, keep it going. Number four. Number four is Puppet Theater. Um, I think, well, number one is, and I think we all know what everyone's number one is probably going to be, um, but two through four could be interchangeable for me. And number four, Puppet Theater, I think it captures the creepiness, but also there was a little, like, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Or it didn't take it seriously where it made it creepier. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the, the puppeteer, you know, telling the dead body, hush, 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 hush. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I got to shout out Grimbles, the, the dancing gnome at the end of the, the other house, and of course, the, uh, the dancing clown near the beginning who Drew and I dubbed Chuckles. I don't know if that's their accurate uh, character name, but that's where we're going to go with. All right, Luke, what do you got? <clears throat> For number four, we have icons captured, which I. It was, like Ash said, yeah, it was kind of um, the the commercials. It was very theatrical, not too scary, but I think that helped with the vibe of it. I think it was definitely more of just exactly like Ash said, a love letter, which I did like. It was a ton of fun to go through just to see everyone. The interactions were always so great. So a ton of fun in this house. All right, cool. Ash, what do you got it for? Yeah, same as Brian. I have Puppet Theater, number four. 
Uh, I, I I love this. I thought there was a ton of distraction scares. Uh, the fact that it was, um, it just captured the essence of what it was. You know, like the traveling kind of, you know, performers, if you will. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I love I loved it. Tons, like I said, tons of the distraction scares. Uh, I love the scare actors in here. They did a great job too. And I think we're gonna obviously we're gonna talk about the other sprung tent as well. But I think this is mm. probably the best one two punch they've had in those sprung tents um this good yes. i think i know when they did uh, the uh the 3d house um afterlife death vengeance it had la Llorona that year too that was that was a real good one two punch in my opinion but this this trumps it by by a long way this was um this yeah. was great and probably yeah probably theater I really really enjoyed too so yeah number four and it's these could be interchangeable i know what brian was talking about too i mean it's so difficult when you get to the top four also i know, I know i'm just waffling here i'm sorry about this um this is probably the easiest top four I've ever ranked. I'm not even kidding about that. Um, I think Brian has the same. Yeah. I think Brian has the same top four as me. And I think Tim does too. Um, but um, yeah, pro- pro- of, probably. From, yeah, it's just order. a matter of the order. I think. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. These top four could have interchanged, except for my, except for the number one. I think the number one is just yeah, so over the top of all the other ones that it didn't matter. So my two, three, and four could have interchanged. Mm-hmm. So my number four is Bride of Frankenstein. Um, I, just, I love this house. This house continually just was so, so good every night and every run that we did it through. And it didn't matter that it was there last year for HHN Light. It still was just incredible. Mm-hmm. That opening facade, I love it. I love it. Just love it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's really not much. I mean, we've talked about this house so much already that, you know, and it could have it could have flip flopped with you know two and three, but I think I, I like it at four is where I have it. All right, so my number three is Haunting of Hill House. So I was high on this house. I was super hyped, and I loved it from the facade and just walking through. Um, I think this was maybe some of the scarier of the houses, if you will. I love that they yeah. brought back some some like repeat rooms, if you will, from other houses. Uh, graveyard games. We got the oh, the 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 nod to the you know the black hallways where there's just nothing except sound. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I as much as I get creeped out from it, I I still love going through that. And it was kind of like a two hall part in there uh, on that. I love seeing the the bowler hat guy, and I loved how he got larger and larger by the end of the the house. Yeah, because that yeah. that last one wrecked me a few times, just coming out from deep in the wall. So, uh, yeah, I I was super I super excited. I loved the show. I didn't rewatch it purposely because I felt everybody rewatching it was like having a hard time with it the second time around. I know it's not a property that's like, ooh, it's so super scary. I just love their take on what was going on in the house and not so much as the character, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, quick question: Did you do the uh, behind the scenes tour? I did, I did not. Ash did though. Okay. Uh, did they tell you what the original plan for those black hallways were? No, can't remember. Oh, uh, that was that was uh, a COVID hit. Um, the first hallway where you see uh, Nell hanging above you. Yes. There was supposed to be strings, as if you're walking through her hair. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. 
And then the next room would have been the, the soundproof with the creepy sound. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, unfortunately, I had to cut the, the hair. <laughs> All right. Ash? We're number three, right? Number three. Yeah. Hill, Hill House is my number three. Um, from the facade, um, Buller Hat Guy, the window. It, 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 was, it was really, really good. Um, I think, do you know what's funny as well, though? My first run through this, I got out and I was like, hmm, it was okay. Um, but yeah, it just, every run after that, it just was just so solid. Um, yeah, I loved it. Real cat. And that is, for me, it's not really like the jump scares and the kind of slasher in your face horror that gets me the most. It's more the psychological type, you know, slow burning horror that kind of affects me the most. And that's what they did capture. And I really, really enjoyed it. Nice. All right, so Luke had to jump off. Got some things going on. So we're just going to read his, the rest of his list as we're going through. So I don't have any thoughts for him. But his number three was Puppet Theater. So I think that's a cool. good choice. Yeah. All right, Brian, okay. Brian, what do you have at number three? Number three is Hellhouse. Um, like you were saying, Tim, the, the translation of taking a property more drama focused with horror elements and translating into a horror maze was pretty well done. It truly felt like a actual haunted house and, and made good use of the ghost there. In fact, um, the tall man at the end got, uh, got drew my wife. I mean, I don't, I, I hate to brag, but I don't get scared. <laughs> there was one time, <laughs> there was one time that the one at the end got me. So usually when, when, when I get scared in a haunted house, that's a notch of, okay, you're a, this is a good house. Yep. Nice. Um, so I, I know now, obviously, and, and I don't know if we're going to talk about this um, after we do the review about next year, but I, I don't know how they can top it with Bly Manor because Bly Manor has West Coast. Uh, I, I really <laughs> hope they don't. That's yeah, the point if they do bring that. I was like, I really hope they don't bring that to, to Horror Nights because I think it'll be terrible. Yeah. That's another discussion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Brian, keep it going. What do you got at number two? Number two is Brides. And I feel nice. like a lot of people kind of shortchange it because of it was, um, it was part of uh, Horn Eye Flight last year. Um, I don't care. That's how good this house is. Um, I know Luke was talking about the, the two brides at the end. That they were on it by mid, mid-run, yeah. where every time they popped out, they got somebody. Oh, yeah. Um, um, it's just the monster houses have been so good, and, and I think this one with its original story, a creative story, an easy to follow story yeah. that you need to know any background, any lore. You can see from the get go. All right, Bride is mad that Frankenstein's dead. Let's bring him back to life. Oh, Dracula blood. Okay, yeah, like that's sure. literally yeah. how easy it was to follow. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Bride. Do you think with the success of the last couple of years now with the Universal Monsters houses that they continue that trend. They should. Um, it's <clears throat> excuse me. It's easy because you, basically it's an IP, right? But you can make it original. It, it's it's the one property they have where it blurs those lines, right? So everybody knows Dracula. Everybody knows the uh, Gilman. Everybody knows Frankenstein, right? Um, right. So you could just put your own twist on it without having to worry about you know securing rights from somebody else. And which is another discussion for another time. Yeah. That well's drying up. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I got you. All right, Luke's number two 
would have been Hill House. Thanks, Luke. We appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Ash, what do you got at number two? Yep, number two is saying Bride of Frankenstein lives. I, I just cannot say any any you know more good things about this house than I already have. And I think you put it perfectly there, Brian, as well, that the story was so easy to follow. You didn't really need to know any kind of backstory, if you will. And I feel like none of us do anyway. I mean, she got, what, five minutes in The Bride of Frankenstein originally, you know, back in the movie, back in the day anyway. So yeah. it's kind of like it's going to be its own concept. If you're going to make a, a maze, that's what, four four minutes and change long, whatever it is. It's going to be its own concept anyway. I just loved the facade. I loved how it started in black and white and then you got to the color. I love the scares in there. Bungie scares seem to be on point more than bungee scares usually are. Um, the, even the commercial for it was great. Um, and I think Brian actually put it perfectly. The fact that we are still so high on this house, right? And we had it last year. Um, just says how good um, this house is. I can remember, Brian, one night I ran it with you and that was just one of the best runs of a maze I've ever, ever had. It was just insane. Um, this, this could have been my number one. I was actually umming and ahhing about it, changing the number one and number two to number one to this house. But yeah, it was just too many good elements from my number one. But, um, yeah, Tim, what you got? So my number two is puppet theater. I really, I, just like you said earlier, this is probably the best one to punch for the tent houses I have seen. Yeah. Granted, I have not been going, you know, as long as you guys have. But over the last five years, though, these two houses just knock it out of the park. I love this house, and I don't care. I knew it was coming every single time, but that damn mirror scare in that hallway, (laughs) I think it was the last night. I knew it was coming, and yet the guy wrecked me. Absolutely wrecked me. I I kept saying it to myself. I was like, mirror scare. It's coming. Mirror scare. It's coming. (laughs) And I knew it and just waited, and he still got me. Um, I just, I don't know. There was just something about this. It felt like tight quarters, which I like because of the tent houses, except for that massive, massive theater room in the middle of the tent. That was incredible that they pulled something like that off in a tent. It was incredible. Um, Just, I think from beginning to end, super, super solid. Lots of great scares. Um. I, I yeah I really I really love this house and the facade outside fantastic yeah one of my favorites not gonna lie but again the one that's at number one there's a reason why it's at number one so let's get into it because I'm pretty sure we all have number one <laughs> as the same and I'm just double checking that Luke does too he does so we'll we'll just like collectively discuss this so all of our number one is wicked growth realm of the pumpkin do you think anybody does not have this as number one yes uh masochist yeah exactly (laughs) i I mean i'm sure there are some people out there that do but i have to think that like from what we've seen majority of everybody just really took to this house and there's a reason i mean when you think of halloween and haunted houses and everything that goes along with it, I, I feel like this is what this is what you get is what's in this house. We got witches, we got pumpkins, we got scarecrows, we've got this, we've got that. I just everything about this house was incredible. Uh, again, the casts were super amazing in this house. Mm-hmm. There were things like when we got toward the end of the event that I 
noticed were not there at the beginning, which we'll get into. But I think from beginning to end, this was such a, a far superior house than any other house that was there at the event. What do you guys think? Well, you know, I remember when employee preview uh, reviews started coming out, everybody was just hyping up the house and, and talking about like how amazing it is. And again, it was opening weekend. Usually, like, okay, is this the hyperbole of everybody getting in that opening weekend uh, hype and falling into that trap, or is this legitimately a good house? And I remember the first run that we did. Unfortunately, we hit a cash change, so we were missing okay. some of the um, some of the spots, including the pumpkin board. But I still no. thought it was an awesome house. <laughs> yeah, right. But I still thought it was so great. So I was like, okay, so if this is already a great house without the things I'm seeing, yeah. um, I can't wait to actually do it with the actors in their holes. And sure as shit, the next night we did it, and oh my god, I was in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they knocked it out of the park with this. I agree. Ash, what do you got for this? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing left to say, really, is they It was just so good. Uh, I think there was no... There was no like room or area wasted. It was all if there wasn't a you know if there wasn't a scare coming from there. It was like the aesthetic. It was you know I I just I just loved every everything about it. Um, let me ask you a question: This or Scarecrow? Which do you prefer? I'm still gonna pick Scarecrow, and this is a close second. I think Scarecrow is was more intense. Right. I think Scarecrow felt uh, more enclosed as well and really tight. Because there's, and not that it didn't feel like that in here, but there was definitely some room to breathe. But I feel like Scarecrow, it was just like it was right on top of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Scarecrow, Scarecrow was definitely scarier, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, whereas this one captured the essence of Halloween. Correct. Yeah. And I think that's that's the the hand in hand thing. It's the it's it's such a good maze, but they just captured Halloween so well too. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing like he is Halloween. Can we talk? Can, can we talk about the floating pumpkin that I we finally got towards the middle of the middle to end of the event? I didn't. See, that's the headless horseman, right? But it wasn't there in the beginning, or I just kept missing it every run because we didn't see the pump. I didn't see the pumpkin until like midway through the event. I heard it, but didn't see it for a long time. Yeah, exactly. It kind of came yeah. up towards the end. Yeah, we heard it, but we never saw the the, uh, the actual floating pumpkin head, you know, right. in that hall. Yeah, it, it was working opening weekend, and then something broke, and they didn't get it going, I think, until like October. Okay, so then that makes sense. I love that. That was crazy. I was like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. And that, that bridge that's in the same room there, like the, the floor... Like looking. Oh down. yeah, with the, the the rickety bridge yeah. with the water going underneath it. Yeah, that was that was a great effect too. Just so just so many good good things. Um, Ash, you were with me right when the two witches were in it. The one run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a cast change, but they kind of they kind of worked it in their favor where both of them were doing <laughs> the kind of role. It was good. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I got to give a shout out though. So the last night, usually, um, four nights last night, I me Drew, my wife, and whoever tags along. Uh, we usually like to make it about the actors, yep. sort of interacting with them, thanking them for their, their hard work, for our entertainment, basically, for two months. And as we um, enter the witch's room, the the one assistant, I, I don't know the name, but the little goblin assistant that she has to the right, that comes back and goes, yes, and I'm the first oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so she hasn't really done that trigger at the end of the event as much, I guess, because it's kind of a pain in the ass to do one trigger, then go to your right, another one, then go back and forth. Okay. So as we're walking through, Drew and I start yelling, who's the pretty one? And then as soon as we said that, she hits it. Yes, I'm the pretty one. And she started dancing with us. I was like, oh, this house is awesome. That's awesome. That's funny. And, and can we talk about the pumpkin lord himself? He, he burped on me. That so guy up. is incredible. I yeah, did, a good, did a good job. I am so excited for the future because you know the pumpkin lord is coming back at some point. Yeah. So someone brought up a good point about the pumpkin lord okay. um, and the future. Uh, because next year is Halloween Horror Nights 31. Yep. Halloween falls on the 31st. Yep. Pretty good reason to bring back the Pumpkin Lord. I mean, yeah. be cr- do, oh, and how, so do they bring back the Pumpkin Lord as a new icon? I would think so. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that makes sense now you put it that way, you know? Yeah, Brady's been actually talking about that. He's like, next year's going to be a huge year. He's like, it's 31. Halloween's on the 31st. He's been saying that for forever. Yeah. Now. And I'm like, hmm, maybe it will be. So, be fun. That's for sure. Um, all right. Any last thoughts on the event or anything maybe we missed? Anybody got anything? No, I think the list were pretty, no, I, I guess similar in the end. I think we all had similar thoughts. Um, yeah, for the sure. I, and I feel yeah. like the, I think the top four for all of us, whether we had the same houses, but just in yeah. just a little different order. Yeah. And, and again, it's everybody's opinion. Of Even course. Luke's was wrong with Pride of Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Geez. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, but Bri, we want to thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Where can uh, oh, where where, where can people uh, catch you at? What do you got going Finnegan. on these days? Yes, you can catch us at uh, at Inside Universal on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and of course the website InsideUniversal.net, uh, which we'll be covering all the Christmas stuff coming soon. Woo! You already oh, have now. been. I, yeah, if you guys don't follow Inside Universal, please do it. Because honestly, I I love seeing everything that's new. Because uh, yeah. Brian is so good at getting everything out there really quickly, you know, for updates on anything. Doesn't matter what's going on, Christmas, Halloween, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoy. Um, so everything is open now for Christmas, right? Christmas tribute store and all that kind of good stuff. Right? Yeah, everything, everything is every, open. Everything started yesterday, correct? Yeah. Cool. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So yesterday was more of the Universal Day, and today is my Islands Day. Ah, gotcha. They, they, they got so much. Oh wow! You know, I know we're a we're a Horror Nights podcast, but I am, you know I am ready for the Christmas festive. I always love what they do around Universal for Christmas. This is, anyway, this, this, but, is this is a nod to our our boy Johnny Freitsky. I mean, as he put it when we were talking to him, he's like, "It's got to go away for us to miss it, right? So we can get hyped up again for the following year." You know, and I agree. Uh, that's why we love it so much. That's a really good test. But especially, I think, this year, too, because I, I know personally, with it being gone for two years, yeah. like I went hard in September to the point where I just got burned yeah, out. We, it's, it's funny you said that because we have <laughs> all said that. I was like, we went super hard in September where like, we had to take a break for a little bit in between and then yep. pick back up again towards like the middle of October just, just, to, just to get away from it. But yeah, we went hard. And I think everybody went hard because we missed it for two years. You know, we only had the the couple houses last year, that kind of thing. So no, I I can't wait for it again next year. You know, and hopefully it's more of a normal year. Hopefully we see some less of the vinyl. You know, hopefully we're in a better spot by then. You know, in the world. 
which would be great. Because uh, I'm not going to lie, as much as you know, the vinyl doesn't bother me, it does affect the scares in the houses. Yeah. That's all. That's all I'll say about yeah, that. Yeah. All right, Ash, where yeah. can uh, people find us at? Yeah, we are at RIP Tour Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. We have, we have uh, buttons, right? I actually still have some buttons left. I, I yeah. just really shout out to everybody that came up to us, spoke to us, asked for buttons, you know, just wanted to say hi. We really do appreciate it. It's, it, mm-hmm. it was awesome to meet all of you guys. You guys are awesome. I do have some buttons left. So if you see me over the holidays in the park, I'll have them with me. I don't have many left, but I do have some a little bit. Do you have any left, Ash, or no? Yeah, I have, I have a few left, yep. And I, I'm not sure if Luke does. So I think Luke gave us what he had left, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I think we are, we're going to be tapped out. And I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll probably do a new uh, design of a button or whatever. So uh, I think deal. with that being said, that's probably a good place to end. We'll, uh, we'll get to you guys. We have some, some ideas for episodes coming up. We'll have the movie club. We still need to talk about Scream. Because that's the next movie that we watched yeah. and are ready to talk about. So we'll get that going. We'll back, some, back, on to, back onto the history too. I was going to say point. we'll have some, we'll get back on the history episodes. You know, anything else, if you know, if you guys think of anything you want us to cover or whatever, you know, just shout us out and hit us up yeah. on, the, on the Twitters, wherever, you know. So and before you know it, it'll be the, uh, the hype list will be out. The, I know. Um, it'll be great. You know, HHN Nightmares, you know, part map will be out again. That's so. right. Exactly. So we'll get we'll get I mean, Brian on again soon too. Yep, for sure. We'll definitely have an episode of the. You we know, can uh, talk about where Squid Game doesn't belong at Horror Night. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually will, would agree with you there, sir. I don't, I don't think that should come to the event. But yeah. I think the Fear Street uh, movies from Netflix should have an appearance if they're going to continue that relationship with Netflix. I think that makes the most sense for for the next property, if you will, from Netflix. I agree. Yeah, but we'll get into that. We'll actually have a like a. We'll maybe we'll do a uh, way too early predictive, you know, predictions for HHN thirty one episode where we talk about because there's there's ideas that I have. There's movies coming out that I'm hoping will be at the event, and one in particular that I hope finally gets its due and actually gets a house. And you all know what I'm talking about. It's See, see. Yeah, everybody's just like quiet. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I'm just waiting for Hellraiser. Oh, that too. I would love to see. That. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>